very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we are happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstation Joy 99.7. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I'm happy to be your host for today's edition of Masterclass. In the last couple of weeks, week before last actually, we started a new conversation on the topic of corporate governance. Everything we talk about here on Masterclass is for the benefit of our business owners, those who are already running a business, those who have, are thinking of starting a business, or those who are in the process of, of setting up a business and need some information. Everything we share here on Masterclass is pro bono, because we bring the best in Ghana to share thoughts with you, information which you would otherwise have had to pay for. Week before last, we talked about corporate governance and leadership, looking at leadership qualities of entrepreneurs and why that is important in running a business, why it's even important to have a properly structured business. Last week, we also looked at corporate governance, but with a bit more emphasis on the area of finance, making financial decisions. If you have a proper setup and proper leadership, then it leads to quality of decisions, particularly in the area of finance. Today, we're still on the area of corporate um, governance, and we're going to be focusing on the area of entrepreneurial competencies. What competencies do you need to have as a business owner? Um, we have moved past the, the point where you have a bit of money, you came into money as an inheritance, or you got some money from somewhere, or you lost your job, and you decided to, to go out and set up a business. Now we're looking beyond that point. Now you set up the business. What competency do you require to run that business? And that's a conversation that we're going to be having here today. We're privileged to be joined back here in the conversation by a man I've come to know as an invest bankpreneur, a personal friend of mine. I've come to know him in the person of Dr. Bernard Tete Dumanya. Doc, you're welcome back to the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and every time I think about coming back to talk about covering up, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we share so much information from perspectives that we have otherwise not looked at. Yeah. Corporate governance is not a new conversation. I mean, everywhere you go on the, on the terrain of business, the narrative on corporate governance is pretty much similar. But it's a perspective from which you look at it and the relevance that it brings. And that's the beauty of your presentation and what I like about yeah. it. I've got a few um, people calling me during the weekend saying, we like the, the show you did on, on corporate governance and finance. And we had never looked at it that way before. And we hope that today's show will also be beneficial to, 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 to our listeners. Um, we're also streaming live on Facebook for those who have just joined us. At some point, we'll get interactive. Um, we have some slides as well that we'll be sharing for those who like to take notes. So by all means, uh, do follow us on Facebook on our page. And then you'll be able to watch us or be able to follow the slides as well. Doc, maybe a quick um, recap on our conversation last week on corporate governance and finance. And then we can go straight into entrepreneurial competencies. I mean, everybody feels that they know how. You know, there's, a, there's an account proverb that says, if you haven't gone to someone else's farm, um, you think you're the best farmer. And that's why we learn every day. That's why learning is a continuous process. process. And so you learn, you unlearn, and then you relearn. It's because there are new things every day. And the world is changing even at a much more faster rate than it used to be. Things that you talked about, of the fact that if the, the only business knowledge you have is what you learned in school when you were doing your master's six, seven years ago, then it's become obsolete. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, of <laughs> it's no become use. obsolete yeah, yeah, because it's of no use. things are changing very, very by fast. the minute. Yeah. You know, very, very definitions fast. are changing. Things, if, a lot. A, a lot, lot of, of things, things are changing. Yeah. And so it's important to keep abreast with time and yeah. and that's why i like masterclass because we keep sharing things that are new yeah. and on the on the business terrain that's fine. today we're talking about corporate governance and we're looking at entrepreneurial competencies yeah. 
um, share some thoughts with us. But let's do a quick recap of last week at first, um, if you will. Okay, yeah, yes. thank you very much. Um, before I start, I want to thank my boss, Constance. I said, uh, Constance, uh, he does all. So thank you, Constance. I don't know where it is at the moment. And uh, um, I want to also say that Commodities Investment Ghana is uh, still around. Uh, in case you want to learn new things, like um, Yao is saying, we are ready to look at it. Um, last week, we tried to demonstrate the corporate governance, um, its uh, importance to everyday life. And we went in to say that corporate governance in financial management is necessity. Well, it help us to get clear roads, know our responsibilities, segregation of our duties, and also tight internal controls, etc. Mm. And we said that any country that will not look at these things, you run at risk because mm. with frequent monitoring and controls, will put you in a place where the moment you see what is going, it triggers um, um, what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So we said that the new paradigm shift is ESG. I think we discussed that mm -hmm. at length, and that is the way to go. Mm. Let me also say that if you also have issues of how to implement ESG, we are ready to assist any institutions. But this time, it will not be free like what Joy is doing. <laughs> now, today, I want to talk about competencies. And before I start, I want to say that, you see, competency is the capability to apply or use a set of related knowledge. The knowledge here is information. Mm. Skills. Skills here is services and abilities. Abilities will be the facilities. Because in every business, there are three things that we need to look at. The, the plant, and like we are talking, I'm a plant in, in business sense, mm -hmm. because I'm delivering service. Yao is a plant. Mm -hmm. But within the plant is also facilities. Mm -hmm. The facilities are the things that are around here that we use, the plant we use to produce. That enable you to deliver. Yes. And then, we have the work design. Work design is the human resource. Mm -hmm. And today, the focus from the corporate governance perspective is on work design. Mm -hmm. That's the human resource. That's why we are talking about competencies. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that the capability to apply or use a set of related knowledge, skills, and abilities required to successfully perform a critical work function or task mm -hmm. is what we call competencies. Three key words are here. Knowledge, mm -hmm. skills, and abilities. So you cannot say that um, you, you are <coughs> sorry, mm -hmm. competent when you don't have the knowledge, you don't have skills, and you don't have the abilities. You must be able to get those things in place. You know, as you talk about those three things, I mean, I couldn't help <laughs> just, just comment a bit that all the three words that you mentioned, knowledge, skill, ability, they require some kind of effort at some point, don't they? Thank you. I mean... If, even if you have a skill of doing something, let's say you're great with numbers, you need to hone the skill by practice. Yes. Isn't that the case? Yes. So if you're a business owner and you say, oh, I was born with this guy, I can do this better than anyone. What we're saying is that you still need to hone that skill by doing it a lot more. Yes. If there's an ability, you need to, I don't know what you need to do. Precisely. The ability I mean, is the facilities. Precisely. Yeah. So then they also need to be in, in good shape. Yeah. The effort is required exactly. there as well. Exactly. And then, the knowledge is the information you talked about. Precisely. How do you know if you don't acquire the knowledge? So effort is required in all these three things that you talk about. Yeah. 
And I thought that I'll just chip that point home. It's, yeah. it's important, yeah. And let me also say that learning process must take three dimensions. Mm. And the teachers will tell you, you have to have the cognitive, the intellectual development, like mm -hmm. you said. Then you have to have affective. That's how you appreciation, yeah. your emotions, mm -hmm. internal and external, mm -hmm. and then the psychomotor. Mm. That is the skill level. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've seen here, probably in this part of the world, is that we don't develop the psychomotor. And I'm sure that's why Kwame Nkrumah brought the polytechnics and this mm -hmm. to develop this, your skill set. Mm -hmm. So we are okay with affective domain. Mm -hmm. We are okay with cognitive domain. Mm -hmm. But we are not okay with psychomotor. And for somebody who is entrepreneurial, you must, all these things must come to bear. Must work together. Yes. Seamlessly. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you... And you remember I said that, what is your net worth? Mm -hmm. Your net worth is just your weaknesses and strength. Mm -hmm. And... Once you know you have a weakness somewhere, you need to get somebody to com complement it. Exactly. And this cuts across even marriage, even whatever you do. You must look at this in that perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way you can appreciate the dynamics. Mm -hmm. But the things that will make you see it clearly is corporate governance. Right. The segregation of duties, mm -hmm. you know, the clear rules and regulations, um, work on all these things, if they are in place, who does what will mm -hmm. help you? Now, I want to put emphasis on this, that there are three key competencies. We have the core competencies, mm -hmm. we have the cross-functional competencies, and we have the functional competencies. But today I'm going to talk about the core competencies. Mm -hmm. So I want um, uh, our viewers or listeners to be clear. It's the core competencies that I'm going to talk about. But two things drive entrepreneurship, which corporate governance needs to focus on. The first one, remember, yeah, we said that in every business we have person, profession, and enterprise. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I'm talking about the person. Now I'm saying two things drive um, entrepreneur. We have entrepreneur, we call entrepreneur promoter. Entrepreneur promoter is the one who loves to take risks, mm -hmm. knows uncertainty, calculate it, and take, and take risks. And he is the one that purchase presently factors of production in order to gain into the future. That is the entrepreneur promoter. And then the second person is entrepreneur capitalist. And like the working, they want ownership. So you see clearly two forms of entrepreneurs we have in Ghana. Some by virtue of risk and some because they want to own everything. So you see they say, oh, this man is good, but he's greedy. He's greedy because he's position is um, entrepreneur capitalist. And once we understand this, then there is a certain level of competencies that we need to develop. And today, we are going to look at this if you have time, and then possibly maybe next week. So I'm going to share with you 10 core, and I'm putting emphasis on core, 10 core competencies that every entrepreneur requires to help you to be successful. Mm. And these 10 has been classified into three. We have the development one, we have the accomplished or attainment one, and then we have what we call authority. And when we get to authority, maybe next week, I I'm going to speak a lot more. Because I said the first day that we don't have four factors of production again. We have five factors. Um, it's here to go, but I'm sure that sooner or later you're here. So I go straight to the first um, 
competency that every entrepreneur requires. The first one is goal setting. Remember, yeah, we talk about vision, mission, and objective or goals. Now, you must be able to set goals and objectives that are personally meaningful and are challenging. Some who set objective and goals that they can have a friend and probably might be listening. The goals that she will set is just here because you say, oh, no, today I'm sick. Today I'm not well. I am in my room. I can't. You cannot progress with that. So all the time you see that your goals are always behind and you will not be able to achieve. But we have people who they can even spend overnight and be able to put things into perspective. We don't wait to pressure come on us before we start doing So you must set meaningful goals. And set people always articulate clear and specific long-range goals. And these are not just goals, but the goals, remember, what we learned at the business school must be smart. Specific, measurable, attainable, you know, reliable and time-bound. So mm -hmm. that is what every entrepreneur should do. You must set goals. Mm. And how do you set goals? That is the dynamics that we're going. You set goals by looking at the needs and wants of the people. What are you going to provide? For example, if I want to sell pork, it will be difficult to say that I'm going to create my shop near the mocks mm -hmm. because it's blaspheming. It's a taboo. So where do you have to set up mm -hmm. your, your shop or you create a, a, a different dimension? All these things are things that you need to take into consideration before you start. But you require the ability, remember the skills of such um, ideas that you have to help you to be able to set up. So you must set goals. The second one is that every entrepreneur must love to seek for information. And a while ago, yeah, I remember we were talking about our inability to read. Mm -hmm. So they personally seek information from clients, suppliers, or competitors. Sometimes I, I, I know there are certain companies that they will go and do mystery shopping, etc. Just to know how much, what are you doing? And I understand that all the screens for iPhone is done by um, what, what Samsung because they have the best mm -hmm. of these things. So you look at all these things, even though you can do, you see somebody who does it better than you. Information, information, information. But if you are running a business, like we said, and you have even no read a book on your business, no literature, nothing, then you'll be late. Mm. But you must have the desire. So there's every chief executive officer must read at least 20 books in a month. <laughs> I've heard that a lot of times, yeah, you yeah. know. And um, just a few minutes ago, we're talking about how difficult it is for people to read. Yeah. Um, probably because technology has advanced. And now people are listening to books instead of reading books and finding different ways. And what we are saying is acquire the knowledge. If you won't read it and you will ingest it or you will listen to it, however you're going to get it, just get it. Yes, but the, the thing here about the listening, mm. you see people listening and they will sleep. <laughs> you see, they are listening and their mind goes. Their mind is not on it. But if you are reading, it's not only how you are. You are seeing mm -hmm. uh, images. It also improves your structure. Your, your imagination design. as well. Exactly. Because for me, I stop reading certain books because I, I picture them. And sometimes mm -hmm. I sleep with them. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have, as if you are watching a movie. And it is also in the process to develop your cognitive. You know, as you talk about developing your cognitive, 
there was something on my mind when you're talking about reading and ingesting information. And it's about developing one's or sharpening one's work ethic or life philosophy. Yeah. You find that when you read some of these business books and all of that, inherent in the delivery of the salient points, let's say of entrepreneurship, if that's what you're reading, yeah. is also the person's work ethic and best practice. Precisely. So then you, you, you come to understand it and sometimes you adopt it even before you realize you have. Yeah. And so when you begin to speak on the same subject matter, you speak as though you are in that person's mind. So for the person listening to you for the first time, they'll say, ah, this guy is really intelligent. But yeah. it's just a, a work ethic or a life philosophy which you've adopted because you have read some kind of information and you've made it your own. Yeah. And that's the point you're making that if you read it and you apply yourself, then you personalize it. And once you personalize it, you interpret it and break it down the, the best way your system absorbs it. In fact, that if you can imagine it all yeah, the better, then you, if you, you can personalize it all the better. Isn't that why we go for trainings and the trainers will say, at the end of the training, what is your resolution? Yeah. I, Dr. Tete Dumanya, resolve <laughs> that, I will, do. <laughs> that I, will, I will do so and so, so and so at yeah. the end of every meeting. Yeah. I will ask for action points at the end of every meeting. This is why we talk about learning. I mean, I, I just it just came to me strongly. When yeah, you, yeah when I think we're on point, yeah, on this. And that's why sometimes we said the information-seeking competency also requires doing personal research on how to provide a product or services. Mm. I sell, I give out product, but I don't even, I don't even bother mm. what goes on. If I ask you what constitutes the water I'm selling, I don't know. Mm. How are other people doing this? I don't know. You know, there is a, um, a proverb that we, we normally talk about. And the point I'm going to make talks about a business owner not necessarily having to know everything, but there is a need to understand a basic level of everything. Yes. You know, so we talk about a jack of all trades and a master none. of none. But yes. it doesn't end there. It says, but definitely better than a master of one. Yes. Jack of all trades, a master no, of none, man, but, but definitely better than a master no, of I one. I don't know that. I didn't know it either. So Lloyd came, Lloyd, Chrissy, <laughs> good afternoon to you. Lloyd came on this show. So as a CEO, as a business owner, what we're saying is that you don't need to be the accountant. You don't need to be the HR. You don't need to be everybody. But you must have a basic understanding. Yeah. And it comes from reading. Yeah. If you're reading 20 books <laughs> a you, month, you, you, you definitely might. you will yeah. read something that, you know. Because the issue about entrepreneur is that... It's a person who starts enterprise. Mm. In fact, in economics, we say that he's a fourth factor of production. We say he searches for change and response to it. Mm. Um, they are innovators. They have new ideas. They create creativity, innovation is part of them. Mm. They can perceive opportunity and organize resources to help exploit in order to make money. These are the kind of people we are talking about. Mm. And therefore, it is important to be clear about that person where he stands and what he's able to do. Mm. Now, the only thing that will help him is that such person will continue to read. And if they don't read, you know what they do? Information-seeking competency also requires that you consult experts for business and technical advice. Mm. So you don't know all the things, but sometimes you go to Yah and say, Yah, how do you do this? Because you, you have no idea. And Yah will break it down, like you said, the practical things that require for you to. Today, I was telling somebody that even though if you have a source of supply, mm. it's also important to go to the factory and look at it, how the whole processes, because that's the only way. Mm -hmm. It is what you have, what you have eaten, what you feel that you can witness or talk about. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have it, so sometimes you require this expert who have gone through them to be able to give you that advice 
to move on or move on in the process. You know, I'm smiling because when you're talking about it, there's a, there a show we did here, there's a conversation we had here on the show about yeah. risk in business and expansion. You know, and again, one of the competencies, I don't know what to call it. I will explain it and maybe Doc will give me a name for it. But it's the ability to anticipate. Yes. That is why when your people are asleep, you are not asleep. Yeah. Ability to anticipate. And there's another word that comes from mind, adaptability. I'll come there shortly. Yeah. But you see, for business owners, you should be able to, for example, if you begin to grow, let's say you were doing 50 loaves of bread. Now you have ordered to do about 500 loaves of bread. But you're getting your, your raw material from a certain place. The moment your order goes from 50 to 500, you should not only look at increasing capacity, but a risk has occurred, yeah. which is your source of supply for raw material. Mm. That's the point you make. Yeah. Go that, to the that, factory. Yeah, and see. The day your source of supply is affected, your whole business exposure is affected. And so you must be interested in either finding alternative sources or guaranteeing your source of supply. Precisely. And that's anticipation I talk about. I don't have a name for it, Doc. Maybe. <laughs> no, when it comes to calculated risks, people, mm. it's part mm. of the competencies. Right. They don't just take risks, but they do calculated risks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you see, um, a while ago, we are talking about goal setting mm -hmm. for entrepreneur. And then we're also saying that as a competency, then we're also saying that information seeking mm -hmm. also as a competency. So I'm moving on to the third one. No, hold on, hold on for me. I, I, want, I want my listeners to be a part of this conversation. If you just tune in, this is Masterclass here on the Superstation Joy 99.7. We're talking about entrepreneurial competencies and our corporate governance. We take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive. We go on a quick break right now. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation. We're still talking about corporate governance and entrepreneurial competencies. Dr. Tete Dumanya is here with us in the studio. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. That's on WhatsApp. Numbers to call again, 0302216541. Or send us your comments on 0551111997. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, Goyle has some great news for you. Goyle, your oil marketing company of choice, keeps making life ever so convenient. Goyle now accepts Momo for all fuel purchases at key select stations. Just remember to Momo it to Goyle. And that is not all. You can also use your bank card to buy fuel at Goyle. And this is made possible by APSA. Drive to any of our golf filling stations now and buy your fuel. Pay by Momo or by bank card and you're good to go. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Phone lines are open 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. We're talking about entrepreneurial competencies and the corporate governance. How do you run your institution? What are the competencies you have? What are the competencies you are trying to acquire so that you can become great for your company and great for our country, Ghana? Doc, we're talking about the last competency. Maybe we could do that before the phone lines start ringing. Yeah, the third uh, one. Yes. So we have talked about goal setting, yes. the information. The third 
one is systematic planning and monitoring. Mm. And by systematic planning, we are saying that you have a larger plans that you break into units. For example, if I want to sell 50,000 bags of cement by the end of the year, mm -hmm. you can now divide the 50,000 by 12, mm -hmm. and you know you have a target. And I kept on saying that if the roles are done properly and you follow the corporate governance principle, every staff will be able to know what to do. Mm. Because sometimes you ask them, you say, what, what, what happened at work today? Today was boring. Who told you work should be boring? <laughs> because you have nothing doing. And, and I was told, I've not seen it, our minister is the same. He comes back and he said, we didn't do anything. Oh, but, there, but, but there are people who go to work and they don't do anything. And really? they come back. It's because corporate governance is not working. So mm. once you know your roles and your duties, you must be able to know what to do today. In fact, as I said, I know the whole year I have my target, but I break them into four parts, and I know what I'll do monthly. Mm. And at the end of every month, I assess and see. Mm -hmm. So you see the banks, they do NPR, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Where they, every month they have to check. Yeah. That is a key strength of corporate mm -hmm. governor. Mm -hmm. So that there will be how many deposits we have collected, how many mm -hmm. loans we have granted, are we going up or down, mm -hmm. what is the causes? It is important for us to be clear on that. So systematic planning is good. It's not, sometimes when you ask some entrepreneurs, they say, oh, the plans are in my head. It's not possible. Even if it's in your head, it must be written. The down. plans cannot be in your head alone. Then when you ask him, so what is the plan for this week? That's why an entrepreneur who was started very well will just sit today, he doesn't have anything, unless there's a pressure coming. And next week we'll talk about it. Even if you are a necessity entrepreneur, you must know what to do each day, mm -hmm. each week, and each month. That will dovetail to the end of the year. So systematic planning and monitoring is important. Again, for systematic planning and monitoring, the entrepreneur must be able to revise plans in light of the feedback on performance or changing circumstances. Mm. You can't say that this is how we do it, so you get stuck. I think we said it a while ago. So you plan subject to the constraints available. And that's why I use the NPR as an example. Mm -hmm. Because every month we change the style, you change mm -hmm. the strategy. Yeah. And in that meeting, all the people are there the audit, uh, IT audit, credit rates, market rates, treasury people, compliance, and then we all look at it. Mm -hmm. What is the changing scenes mm -hmm. of this business? And I'm not saying that this should be for formal structure. You as a beginner, mm -hmm. even when your business is in survival stage or a startup stage or a group, you should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That if you cannot do it on monthly basis, do it on quarterly basis. Sit down, take stock, Write the things that you're supposed to do so that you revise your notes and say that I was doing this and nobody was coming. Mm -hmm. Now let me change it to this. And some of the I things mentioned. are even repetitive. You know, Dr. DeGrab Johnson um, was here with us on the show. He was talking yeah. about the same thing yeah. about some th things as simple as holding meetings. Yeah whether they are weekly meetings or whatever. And when you have the meetings, take minutes. Because apart from the fact that it's good corporate governance, as a business, at some point, you require funding. Yeah. When people want to invest in your business, they look out for some of these things. Because, you see, pattern easily comes out of routine. Yeah. So if you take minutes every meeting, every, every time you have a meeting, it is possible that your true self will show yeah. in your minutes. Yeah, let, me, let me tell you. you can't hide it. You, you are right. <laughs> let me tell you something that happens to one of my companies. Right. You know, the staff, they know every Monday I sit in and I listen mm. to you what you have done. Because it was a, 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 a young company. Mm. And they realized that I asked questions. I, apparently, 
the new Monday they will come, they need to write a report and minutes mm -hmm. and all that. So Friday, when they pick the company cars, they go around sending proposals. So one day, so they will have feedback for you. On yeah, Monday. on Monday. Oh, we visit this company A, B, C, D, and now ask what did they say? Mm -hmm. But the stories were not adding up. So one day after they have gone, I follow up mm -hmm. as a CEO, and to my surprise, even though some of the proposals were left for watchmen, so it didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere, but because they want to impress me. And I'm saying that if it's not because of the practice of corporate governor, I would have sat down to the end of my life. Nothing will happen. And the truth is that you can't do it all yourself. I've got a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling. Good afternoon, boss. I hope you're doing well. Oh, this is Ajima Joseph from tonight, Tema. Good afternoon, Ajima Joseph. How are you doing, my brother? I'm very strong. I hope you're also doing wonderful. Great, 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 great. Talk to me. Yeah, your guest to just make a mention of you shouldn't be sitting at the office saying that there's no work. If let's say I'm a I'm a uh, employer, then my uh, employee and my employer needs to give me work. Like let's say for instance we are doing clearing and forwarding. At the moment we don't have any consignment to clear, and I'm at the office. Am I the one who should create something for myself to do, or my employer needs to make sure that every day I should get something doing? Okay, Adrian, just a great question. This one I'll even let Doc answer it. I'll help Doc. <laughs> The both of you should solve this problem. And the reason is this. Your employer should make it clear what his business plan is so that on the daily basis, there is work for you to do. Now, you gave the example of being in a free forwarding company or a clearing company. Adam Joseph, you, if business has not come for you to clear, you could read or benchmark the other clearing companies within the Tema Enclave and find out that what are the different types of goods that can come to be cleared? What are the different rules that apply to the different goods? What are the different insurances that apply? You can gain information. So when work has not come, you are gaining information and you are becoming better so that the day work comes. So work is not only what has been given you, but what you also apply yourself to. Look, I don't know if... You are right. So let me give a classic example because I work at the bank. What we do at uh, MPRA then, we look at all the banks, where the deposit, mm -hmm. which area, which location. Mm -hmm where they gave credit, mm -hmm. what was the reason. It, it, we do those things at off-season. Mm -hmm. Now, what Nana is, um, uh, Mr. Banafo is saying, is right. If you have the system there, you know that when it's off-season, who is clearing more than, who is your competitor? Why is it that he's getting business more than Exactly. It? So you don't only work when there is clearing. And remember when you are working, there are two things that you have to, you have to, get something we call career development and the money. Exactly. So the career development is not only clearing in the, if you look at one side, you, you, you lose. But you must also try to read about, and I said that, read about the business, even off-season. Mm -hmm. It's a way to build your capacity. Exactly. But all is because the employer, like he said, has no system in, in place. place. Yeah. And believe me, you, the employee, can also create the system for, yeah. the, for the employer. That's the only way you also have confidence in you. And the thing is that once you do things like that, maybe the employer hasn't averted his mind to these things. But once you begin to do things like that, I know there's ingratitude. I helped him build his business and he sacked me and all that. But you become invaluable to the employer. At some point, he realizes that, listen, I didn't even realize that this is the thing. You have so much institutional knowledge that now he needs you. Then you can go back and negotiate. Precisely. You know, so there's a lot you can do. Yeah. Um, phone lines are still open 0302216541 uh, you can also send us your comments on 0551111997 I think I've got a, a message on, on social media this one is from Edem um, from Tema uh, 
Adam says, thanks for the refresher on corporate governance. Question one, separation between compositions increases costs. So at what stage of growth? Okay, he's talking about um, getting different people to handle the different parts of the yeah. business. And then he says, lastly, regulations and corporate governance tends to delay processes. I congratulate, I expect for a smooth and clear delivery. Okay, so you were talking about pacing it yeah. to the st stage of growth. So, yeah. Adam, we're not saying that when you start in year one, Bring go and hire 100, 100 specialists yeah. every, on your payroll. No. Yeah. If you remember, about three weeks ago on the show, we're talking about getting specialists and paying for the service. Yeah. That's on roles outsource. outsourcing. Yeah. You know, so you don't need to get them from the start. You can outsource until you're at a certain level of growth. And I even, I even give the example of the fact that at the beginning stage, the finance director is also the HR. He's also the head of administration. He's also the head of procurement. But at a certain level of growth, when the volumes are coming in, he won't have time when he's doing his, his, his cash flows and all that to be chasing HR issues. At that point, then you can either outsource or bring somebody in. Um, yeah, yeah, Doc, yeah but I want to add that we have what we call cross-functional competencies. Mm. And by cross-functional competencies, we want to say that that person cuts across. He has a computer skills, mm. he has a budgeting skills, he mm. has this. So if your corporate governance is working well, in recruiting, you look at that aspect of the person who is coming. I have a work. question on recruitment. You have, <laughs> you have just hit the nail on the head. Okay, yeah. so there's a, this one is from Sir Frederick in Kasua. Sir Frederick says, Good afternoon, you and guests. I hope you are doing well. I often get business ideas, but seem I see it seems like the lack or that I don't have the drive to get it started. I see others going into the same business a few months later. How do I overcome this challenge? So he gets the idea, he's unable to um, put it on paper or start it, and then a few a few months later, so he sees that other people have started the same business. I think we said a while ago that it's not enough to think. I mean, when you dream, you can forget. Mm -hmm. But when you dream, you must translate it into mm -hmm. writing. And mm -hmm. once you start writing, the, the thing I appreciate about writing is that it is where you bring all your faculties on board. So write, yeah, write it, study it, make correction, make adjustments, mm -hmm. and let's see. But it's also come to what we just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you need to be able to start? Mm -hmm. Where are your weaknesses? What mm -hmm. is your strength? You come to somebody, look, this is what I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Can you complement this to help me to take this business to take off? Mm -hmm. If the person says yes or no, you move on. But often you will get somebody who will say that, oh, for what you have done, mm -hmm. I can just complement this and help you to take off. Mm -hmm. So you should look at that aspect as well. All right. So, Sir Frederick, um, find partners who will support you or find people who can advise you, professionals, and then start, no matter how small. And I suppose that if we have any lawyer friends listening, they'll say that make sure that you, you register the business. Yeah, so that, that that's the most important. In terms of protecting your idea, yeah. you know, then um, you're protected and then you can start so that nobody steals, steals your idea. But the thing about business ideas is that um, with, with a bit of experience, I've come to see that when an idea comes to you, it didn't come to only you, it came to 100 other people. Yeah, simultaneously. <laughs> it came to 100 yeah. other people, so... If you don't move. And you see, if the idea cannot translate into money, forget it. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself. You see, people enjoy being called CEO this. I think for me, that is not what is important. Mm -hmm. Every idea must translate as entrepreneur into mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So you may have this nice, nice idea. I have a friend who always come. Let's do this. Let's create a helipad. Let's do this. And I say, Ghana, people are hungry. <laughs> <laughs> they have not eaten. Or how we look and at we? I can go and create a helipad in probably Nima or something. Mm -hmm. 
Where am I going to learn? Mm. How many people are going to patronize mm. it? So you see, you, very good idea, but it becomes white elephant. Mm. 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 And that's what we need to avoid. I was going to talk about recruitment. How can an entrepreneur use recruitment while we're waiting for the live stream? I think I have a few more minutes to take uh, maybe just one or two more calls. The numbers to call 302 216541 um, or 0551111997. We're talking about corporate governance and entrepreneurial competencies. What's the situation in your business? What is your personal experience? Pick up that phone, share with us. Um, okay, I'm waiting for some comments on social media as well. So I was going to ask, how does an entrepreneur use recruitment to solve the problem of um, of deficiencies in, in his corporate um, governance structure? Okay. Let's say he doesn't have a structure in place at all, and he's trying to put one in place. How does he use recruitment to solve that problem? Yeah. I've got uh, Papa Ansa from Latekwapim. Papa Ansa says, good afternoon, Chairman. Please ask your guest with the ideas that he has given whether a spare parts dealer can approach him. So he advises him on how to grow his business. Yes, why not? Every business can no, approach I've him. Done, I've done work for Smido when okay. the late JB Damkwa was alive. Right. I, I did most of the of the skeleton. So maybe list. what we'll do is that you put your, your details out before we go so that Papa Papa and Sir can reach out to you okay. or, or your company yes. and they can get some help. But I've got a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where Good you're up. calling from. Good afternoon. I'm Kofi calling from Kaswa. Good afternoon, Kofi. How is Kaswa this afternoon? Kaswa is very hot. Wow. Hot wow. Wow. A few, a few more hours <laughs> and the sun will go down. You should be fine. <laughs> I'm just hoping so. Right. You Talk see, to my issue you. here is that yes. I'm a poultry farmer. Now, I have been able to raise bears of 2,000. And to the extent of building to, 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 to have 3,000 beds, this is the situation at hand. Because the dollar has depreciated high, when I was building my, my, my structure, I had to pay more. So the money I saved to buy feed for the animals went into the structure. Now, this is it. I have 5,000 beds. I am unable to take care of them. The bank is making it difficult here to access facility. Why? They are requesting for what? Um, 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 a collateral. How do you expect a young entrepreneur, 30 years, 31 years, have the landed collateral to secure a facility? I want to ask, how do you do that? Okay, a uh, very brilliant question. Please keep listening. Doc will give us an answer. Doc. Okay. Um, what's the name? Kofi, Kofi, Kofi from Kaswa. Kofi. Kofi, the what you have to know is that bank doesn't support startup the definition of bank is that they are intermediary and they mobilize from surplus and give to um, places where um, there is deficit and therefore banks will not take that 